one of the coolest examples of a player who used the breath to change their performance is actually LeBron James. You've probably seen video of him on the bench during timeouts or in crunch time working on his breath. And rewinding back to 2011 when the Miami Heat got upset by Dallas in the playoffs and LeBron had that really underwhelming performance. I think he averaged like maybe 17 or 18 points a game or something like that in the finals. And the whole basketball world sort of came down on him and we're thinking, you know, when is this generational talent finally going to start delivering in big moments? Well, we saw one year later LeBron come up big in these big moments and lead Miami to their first championship. And throughout the playoff run, <laughs> there are multiple cases. One of the most famous shots is, I believe, during game six of the Eastern Conference uh, finals or semifinals against the Boston Celtics. Big, big moment, pivotal game. LeBron, in the heat of the moment, is on the bench during the timeout meditating on his breath and doing one of the practices that we're going to discuss in today's talk. And so I bring this up now just to uh, reinforce the point here that your breath can have a huge impact on your performance. And of course, I'm sure this wasn't the only factor that contributed to LeBron and Miami being successful uh, the next year, but I can't help but thinking this was a big thing. And LeBron has continued to do it for years and years and years after. So Without shifting anything, without changing anything, let's do a quick experiment, okay? So again, don't, don't change the way that you're breathing. Just notice right now, how are you breathing in this moment, okay? As a quick experiment. What most of us find is that when we check in with our breathing, we're barely breathing at all. There's this sort of like shallow, incomplete breath cycle. Maybe we feel a little bit tight. Maybe our posture is contracted, but we're breathing very, very shallow, right? So... Once again, as an experiment, right now, take a deep breath in through your nose and then slow and smooth and relaxed out through your mouth. Let's do this together right now. How do you feel? After that, like conscious, slow, smooth, deep breath, you probably found that your nervous system and your body and your mind immediately relaxed. So you can see directly through your experience how the breath is linked right into the nervous system. And we can change the way that we feel. We can relax ourselves. We can charge ourselves with energy even, which we'll get into later in this talk, simply by changing the way that we're breathing. And one core principle here that uh, I <laughs> I don't want to lose you here. It gets a, a, like very mildly scientific, but this is critical to understand, is the release of carbon dioxide through our exhale, okay? So of course, when we're breathing and we're breathing in oxygen, oxygen and carbon dioxide, when we exhale, we're expelling that carbon dioxide. Now again, carbon dioxide is uh, in high quantities, of course, a poison. That's why we have carbon dioxide detectors in our home. If the carbon dioxide level gets too high, we need to exit the house because we can die. Well, if we're not exhaling fully, it's not that we're going to die, but there's this low, low, low grade sort of biochemical poisoning <laughs> that's happening that science has actually shown shifts our body into a stress response. It kind of goes into this mild fight or flight. And in some cases, it's not mild. This can like ascend into a full-blown panic attack for some people. If 
you're in a panic attack, if you've ever experienced this, you'll notice it's very, very hard to breathe. Our system has gone into shutdown. Well, this is what happens with that shallow, tight, incomplete breathing cycle that we notice when we're not exhaling fully and breathing deeply and smoothly in a relaxed way. There's carbon dioxide buildup in our system, sort of like if you imagine a can of soda, which is obviously carbonated using carbon dioxide, and we shake it up, there's a pressure that builds that can only be released when we crack that thing open and the carbon dioxide is let off into the air. So the same thing goes when we're exhaling, it's sort of like cracking that can of soda open and releasing the pressure. Full, deep, relaxed breathing, using the mechanics that we're about to speak about is critical to keeping your nervous system in a relaxed, uh, not uptight, not contracted, not anxious, not nervous, but smooth and relaxed state, okay? As you hopefully have experienced uh, just doing that quick breathing exercise that we did. So first thing we need to discuss is how to breathe in the same way that if we were never taught proper shooting mechanics and we went onto the court and we were just like heaving the ball with two hands or like underhanded or something like that, we need to relearn the mechanics of this. And most of us were actually never taught. So the first basic principle here is what I call the rule of thirds. I learned this from an old, old teacher of mine long time ago named Paul Cech. And the rule of thirds basically states that the first two thirds of the breath should come into the belly. The final third of the breath should come into the chest and then we reverse direction so as we exhale the first third exhale or releases through the chest and the final two-thirds release through the belly so it's sort of like a wave and you want to make this smooth by the way not mechanical where you're like not um filling your chest at all you're just like two-thirds into the belly and then switch up to the chest and it's not like that at all it should be smooth so if you can imagine a water balloon that you're filling up it fills up from the bottom and naturally in a circular sort of smooth motion fills up to the top. And then if we pour it out, same thing. Same goes for your breath. So as you're breathing, you wanna fill from the bottom of your midsection, the lower belly, smoothly begin to uh, expand upwards until finally you've filled the chest and then release out the same way that you came. Okay, I hope that's clear. So rule of thirds, first two thirds into the belly, last third, uh, into the chest and then releasing out through the chest for the first third, releasing out for the last two thirds through the belly. Now, I will also note that when you get really good at this and like meditation, Qigong teachers, yoga teachers will, will speak about this. When you're breathing, when I say the belly, what I'm actually referring to is the entire lower part of the midsection. We wanna be expanding and I'll say this isn't an ideal case. This is hard to do initially because we store a lot of tension in our midsection, but we want to eventually work up to being able to expand in 360 degrees so that our as our lower belly expands, actually our lower back, our kidneys also expand. We expand outwards in all directions, our sides as well. And the same thing goes into our chest. We want our upper back to expand backwards so it's soft and smooth in all directions. This is an ideal breath. And again, it's hard to do in the beginning. You may even notice that it's hard to like breathe into your lower belly. And if you check in with your breath, you might find that you're instinctively breathing into your upper chest all the time. There's almost no movement in the lower belly. This is the case for a lot of people that carry some tension. So what's happening in that case? Well, 
we're only filling the upper part of our lungs, so we're not actually expelling all of that carbon dioxide fully, which means buildup of carbon dioxide in our, in our body, our nervous system goes into this low-grade or even extreme fight-or-flight mode, and we develop chronic nervousness, chronic anxiety that causes us to get stuck up in our thoughts all day long, and we're in this low-grade stress response all the time. So this is why we need to retrain the breath. Same thing goes for when you have learned some improper or uh, like just not uh, ideal shooting mechanics. You have to actually pay attention to it. So throughout the day, notice how you're breathing. Right now, take a moment. Notice how you're breathing. See if you can take that uh, rule of thirds approach. Take a breath right now. In for the first two thirds. Filling a balloon smoothly up into the chest and then letting go. Let's do one of these right now, okay? Okay, so how did that feel? And I would actually love it if you could leave me a comment just for my own reference to know where you're at. Let me know what you experienced through these uh, breathing experiments, so to speak. And how was your breathing initially when we first checked in on it? Was it shallow? Was it full? And as you relearn these breathing mechanics, what are you experiencing? Is there some tension that's hard to like, um, exp uh, it, <laughs> it makes it harder to expand fully? Or are you breathing soft and smooth? Let me know. That brings us into the next principle, which uh, comes from my original Qigong teacher, Bruce Francis, and it, it is what he calls the 70% rule. This basically means don't force anything. If you are holding some tension, do your best, of course, to relax that tension, but some tension can't quite be relaxed. In those cases, only breathe within the space that your body allows. Don't press into the tension on every breath and try to like squeeze your breath open. This actually reinforces the tension. It's counterintuitive, I know, but when you're constantly pushing up against the tension in your body, it's reinforcing it. So the 70% rule basically means breathe in whatever uh, volume is comfortable for you using the rule of thirds. So we combine these two, the rule of thirds, breathing in a full cylinder, again, visualizing the balloon filling from the bottom to the top and only filling as large as the sort of unconscious habitual tension in our body will allow for. When you take this approach, what you find is that simply by changing the way that you're breathing, that tension begins to melt kind of on its own, actually. We don't have to do anything. We're simply shifting the state of our nervous system into one that's more relaxed. So our body naturally holds less tension and our breath naturally becomes larger, okay? And I will finally say that as a default throughout the day, it's generally recommended that you breathe in through your nose and out through your nose. We do have some exercises that will use different patterns. Some will be like exhaling out through the mouth like we did initially, but as a default, in through the nose, out through the nose. I won't say that there's any, um, again, default time cadence. You should be breathing in for four seconds, out through four seconds all day long. We don't wanna get sort of 
uh, overly analytic with the breath. We want it to be smooth and natural. So do it in a way that feels good, but remember to check in with yourself throughout the day. Notice how you're breathing. Notice when you have sort of gone back to that habitual pattern of breathing into the upper chest and clavicle by default and come back down into the rule of thirds, okay? So retrain yourself throughout the day, same way you would retrain your jump shot when you're in the gym, pay attention to it. Hey, it's Taylor, I hope you enjoyed this clip, and if you'd like to watch the full-length talk, we'll have the title and or link for you in the description so that you can check it out there. And as always, if you'd like to go even deeper, the best place to do that is in our free masterclass over at deepgame.com, which I believe will be the most powerful hour of basketball learning of your life. I hope we see you there.